Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Patrick Comptas Photography Podcast. I really appreciate everyone listening, and I hope that this particular podcast finds you doing well. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for the emails with the topic suggestions. I wasn't expecting such a a robust response, but all of you stepped up and gave me some really good uh, ideas for future podcasts, and for that, I really appreciate it. Today's topic is the evolution of photography genres, and I, I thought this was kind of interesting because when I first came up into photography, back in the film days, many, many of you may have started the same way before the age of digital, there was really just maybe five, maybe six different types of genres. You know, there was action photography, uh, commercial photography, editorial photography, fine art photography, and portrait photography. And those were really kind of the lanes that you would fall into based on your style or your like of photography. But I think over time, what has happened, especially with the age of digital, because there's instant gratification with digital. People can take a picture, they don't like it, they delete it, they reshoot. Um, it really has opened up a lot of new lanes, I think, for photographers. You know, and let's talk about each one of those kind of individually for a minute. You know, when, when you think about action photography, uh, that's a type of photography uh, where, you know, you're taking your photographs and, and your subjects moving. Uh, you know, you're kind of in the middle of the adventure or the sport or whatever, and you're right in the heart of the action. And, um, you know, often those types of shooting conditions for action photography uh, involve challenging outdoor settings or, you know, they call for a very specific type of photographic uh, equipment. And usually that photographic equipment means longer glass, so it's, it's a little bit more of an expensive genre to get uh, started in. But... I think what has happened with the action photography, you know, you think of sports, basically. uh, That's the big one. Um, Nature photographers usually will have longer lens for shooting critters and whatnot because they got to keep their distance, usually. But, you know, that's also spawned some other categories, subcategories, if you will, uh, under action photography. Adventure photography, where people can travel and record their, um, their travels, is another one. And one I really hadn't thought about, uh, but I'm going to throw into this category is, and it's relatively newer, is drone photography. Um, There's a lot of good photographers out there that will do things with uh, aerial drones to get some epic views and landscapes. And you even see that being incorporated in other genres like portrait photography and things like that. People are asking for those types of uh, specialty services now. So you really have to kind of be aware of those types of um, tools that you can use to better serve the client. And so, you know, action photography, it, it's really a great way. It's been around forever, but I think that now that there's some subcategories uh, under that, it kind of opens up more lanes for people who have different interests and different likes. You know, the next one is kind of self-explanatory, I think, and that's commercial photography. Um, You know, these are the ones that you see in the magazines, and they're taken for commercial use. Um, I would consider stock photography under that as well. 
product photography, real estate photography, those types of avenues under commercial photography. And basically, if you get into this particular genre of photography, you know, your photos help sell another product. And uh, that can be very lucrative depending on what type of lane you get into. Um, so that's, a, that's another genre of photography that I think uh, a lot of people are gravitating toward because it doesn't really take the expensive glass, you know, a tripod, good wide-angle lens, good macro lens perhaps if you're doing close-ups for food photography and other things. And then with other tools that you can get now that will capture um, high-speed photography and freezing action and things like that, you know, you can get very creative in these genres too, which helps you stand out from the crowd if other photographers are competing for the business. Another genre that is, um, I don't know, I want to say it's not as popular, but it's out there, uh, is editorial photography. Uh, now, personally, um, I like shooting wildlife, landscapes, aviation, so I guess I would fall under the action category for that. Um, but I also kind of use editorial photography with a lot of my photos uh, have appeared in some magazines and things like that when I've submitted them. I've been very fortunate to have a few um, payout, and uh, you know I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it does fall under the editorial, so you can combine these genres. Um, even though you may want to kind of lean or gravitate toward one particular one. But again, you know, editorial photography is pretty self-explanatory, right? Your photographs are published in magazines and newspapers, um, usually on the Internet. Um, it, it's a widely popular type of photography. And, and there's entire agencies, Getty Images uh, being the most notable, that are devoted to this. Um, under that editorial photography, I would kind of lump in things like fashion photography uh, or even sports photography where perhaps you're not shooting the action per se at the game or the match or whatever the case may be, but you might be shooting the athletes for um, their um, publication, the magazine that's produced by the team, um, that type of stuff. So that could kind of fall under there. You know, and another one I would put under editorial photography is, you know, documentary photography and photojournalism. And they basically just communicate news and make you aware of things that are going on in the world. Uh, and, and a lot of great photographers that I follow now uh, got their start in, in either commercial, uh, I'm sorry, not commercial, but uh, documentary photography or photojournalism. And they've kind of made the switch over to other genres, but what they've learned uh, in the documentaries and the photojournalism is really um, knowing their equipment, how to expose correctly, when to shoot the action, uh, light, all of that thing, you know, they, they've really kind of got a good grasp on. And as a result of that, when they've transitioned into other genres, you know, they become very successful. So that, that can be a tough place to get into documentary photography or photojournalism. Um, but boy, it does give you a very, very good understanding and handle of the trade and craft of photography, I feel. So can be a nice stepping stone if uh, that's a, a direction that you wanted to go first. Uh, 
the next category that was one of my um, five or six that were kind of the core is fine art photography. And, you know, th this is pretty broad. I mean, fine art photography is made for artistic purposes um, because they're trying to make an artistic statement and uh, that may rely more heavily on things like mood or uh, unique visual dynamics to convey that particular statement. Um, there's basically two types, I feel, and I, I could be wrong. Don't You can disagree with me on this. There may be more that I'm not hitting in this podcast, but the two main ones under fine art, I think, are still life photography and abstract photography. It's... It, it's not the most lucrative form of photography, and some people spend a lot of money to make very beautiful prints, and they don't always recoup their their cost and time incurred, but it gives them great satisfaction when they have to do uh, this, and, and they may see their photographs in a gallery or uh, a museum or, you know, hanging in someone's home or a business. Uh, so... You know, that type of photography, um, again, isn't very lucrative, but it can be very rewarding uh, to try. And a lot of photographers may do some sort of fine art photography on their own, on the side, with their pictures, converting colors to black and white, or getting creative with the depth of field or depth of focus, as I like to kind of refer it to sometimes. But... Uh, again, it's not the most lucrative, but it, it can be a niche and an avenue uh, and a lane if you want to uh, attempt to get into that. The next one is kind of lifestyle photography. And, you know, that basically is just what it states. It, it basically depicts people going about their daily lives. It's a broad category, and it can have many different subcategories. Uh, this, for instance, you know, subcategories can be event photography travel photography, um, again, food photography. I know I put that one back up uh, earlier in a different category as far as commercial, but it, again, these can kind of overlap. And, you know, they can all be, they're all classified as lifestyle photography. Um, they can serve commercial purposes as well, which again, kind of crosses those particular, particular genres lines. Uh, you know, so they can be skewed, they can be blurred a little bit. But it's out there if you want to try that. Portrait photography, pretty self-explanatory again. Um, even a lot of times if people won't admit it, some people like having their photo taken. And it's important that when you're trying to photograph another human being or family or whatever the case may be, group, that you really try to capture their essence and make them comfortable because it's not easy to stand in front of a camera and pose and make it look natural and I think that's the job of the photographer as a portrait photographer getting people comfortable in front of the camera getting them to show their best side uh, and and their personality there there's definitely an art to that and there are entire courses and classes by some extremely talented um, photographers out there. Jerry Gionis is one uh, that I like to uh, follow. Cliff Mountner is another one, uh, a very famous wedding photographer. Joe McNally, who's a master of lighting. Uh, if you ever have a chance to get any of these guys' courses, um, snatch them up because they are really the best of the best at what they do. 
And, um, you know, the results speak for themselves with that. But it can be, uh, you know, daunting if you want to get into portrait photography. And, and, and most of the portrait photography, you know, you think of wedding photographers, portrait photographers that do family stuff, pet photography, another interesting genre. Uh, Kaylee Greer is a really good pet photographer that... Um, I know of, and uh, she has a lot of classes on Kelby One and some other uh, sites and things like that, and she does just pets, and she's made a phenomenal living out of it and, and got her niche. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you can earn a living in different genres of photography, and keep in mind these, again, can cross over, but I, in my opinion, out of all of these, portrait photography is one of the easiest and most rewarding ways to monetize your photography skills. It does require, you know, you that you present a professional front, having a website, having a portfolio with good prints in them that people can see and evaluate and uh, determine if they want your style of photography for their particular need. Um, you know, portrait photographers a lot of times will work with agencies again to capture models doing specific things, uh, which then in turn builds their portfolio. And it can travel word of mouth where, hey, I worked with this photographer and he was great. He did this. I really like that. And then that trickles down to another. So it can produce, again, um, more jobs and, and money for yourself. You know, I think just to wrap this up here with I talk about six genres and then subcategories, and they all kind of overlap and flow together, and sometimes the lines are blurred. But, you know, the the reality of it, I think, in my opinion, is there's no clear-cut line between these photography types because, as I've alluded to earlier, there is some overlap. And all of them can be monetized in different ways and with different, you know, likelihoods of success. I think it's going to determine how much effort you put into it. And, and really how much passion you have for that. So, you know, assess your passion and your skills and decide which field of photography might excite you the most. Uh, you'll usually find, if you do kind of a soul-searching, that you are drawn to a specific type, and that that's the way that you should kind of go. So thank you for this topic. I appreciate that. I don't remember the name of the individual who suggested this, but uh, I do appreciate it. I hope that kind of helps... Um, sort out some thoughts and things like that with uh, the direction you might want to go. So uh, I'd just like to say that you can follow me on social media. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And um, all of those are usually linked with the podcast. So if you'd like to follow me, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great day, and I will talk to you in the next podcast.